welcome to Farm Focus, the podcast by the Pennsylvania Farm Bureau. I'm David Varner, and this week we talk to local Bainbridge Fire Captain Travis Laverty. On this episode, we discuss fires that occur on farms, helpful ways to prevent them, and more. What's going on, everybody? This is David Varner from Pennsylvania Farm Bureau, your new media and marketing specialist. I'm here with Travis Laverty from the Bainbridge Fire Company, and today we're going to be talking a little bit about farm fires, including uh, the barns, fields, all that type of stuff. Travis, how are you doing today? Pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. So uh, right off the bat, um, I guess a good question. How long have you been a firefighter? i um, been a firefighter for just about 15 years. I've uh, been at the firehouse since I could walk. My dad has been in the fire service for quite a long time, so I've been there every chance I could get. Definitely well-versed in what you do. I know that, and everybody in the town knows that. Um, and what position do you hold at the firehouse? I'm currently the captain. Uh, I've been the captain for going on four years um before that i was lieutenant for four years and before that i was just a general firefighter awesome um and so just for a little background being in bainbridge we're around a lot of rural type areas you know we got the farms and fields everywhere um you know let's just say you got 10 fires or you got 10 calls how many of them would you say you're going to be going out to some type of farm? Um, I would say probably at least 50%, if not a little higher, just because that is majority of our area is farmland. Uh, definitely. Um, and so the big thing that seems to be going around now is, you know, an increase in barn fires for a couple of reasons. Um, and uh, again, you're obviously well versed on dealing with barn fires and things like that. Uh, how crucial is it to get out there as quick as possible? Uh, just like every fire, you know, it, it doubles in size in under a minute. So, with all the the newer products and things that are used today for building, and also the old buildings, you know, most of the barns in our first two are hundred plus years old. So pretty much like lighting a box of matches on fire and trying to put it out. It's not an easy task. Um, so time is of the essence. We try to get out there as fast as we can and um, get a game plan together for how we're going to you know, attack the fire. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, so another thing, and I don't know this, have you ever been a part of a field fire? Has that ever happened? And do you, if not, do you guys have scenarios prepared for what you do? Uh, we've had plenty of brush fires in our area, including surrounding areas. Um, you know, be it that somebody flicked a cigarette butt out the window, caught the cornfield on fire, the soybean field, or it could be somebody that was burning, uh, you know, controlled burn on their property, and it wind kicked up and started the field on fire and something like that. You know, we try to get um, in front of it to try to stop it which is a hard task if it's really windy out. So a lot of times um, we'll start on the burnt side of things because it's not going to burn any more than it already has. And most of the time the burnt stuff only burns for a few minutes before there's nothing more to burn. So it's your easiest and safest route of you know getting to, to the end of the fire to, to get it stopped. But a lot of times you try to cut it off 
you know, at a, the road or farmer's lane that goes out through the field or if you have a brush truck coming, get them out ahead of it. Their four-wheel drive fire truck, get out ahead of it and put a stop in it. We've also had uh, some of the farmers around, <clears throat> they'll get their tractor and uh, set a disc on the back and they'll go around and put like a fire break um, out pretty far that way it can only go so far until it hits uh, tilled ground and there's nothing else to burn for it. <clears throat> yeah, I've seen that before online and that was pretty interesting. I just saw acres upon acres of uh, land getting burnt down and there I see one dude and his big John Deere tractor just going to town tearing stuff down and making the fire stop. It also uh, helps if they're, uh, and we had it one time there was quite a big uh, field on fire and they happened to be hauling manure at the time of the fire and they went ahead of the fire and just started spreading manure across the field as a barrier as well and that worked out really well. Kind of helped dampen everything down. Yep. Awesome. And um, this is another thing going back to the whole barn thing. Have you guys ever dealt with there being livestock or you know even people inside the barn um, and what would you do in those types of scenarios? Oh uh, yes we have. Um, just like every other scenario of a house fire you know you try to save life first, property you know after life um, but you know there's there's times that you get there and you know the fire hasn't really got too advanced yet and it's you know you still have time to get in there and get animals out uh, but a lot of times you know barn fires we get there and it's you know hate to say it but it's kind of a lost cause at that point just with how you know well involved it is and with how uh, you know the building layout is and stuff like that you know all depends on where the, the seat of the fire is and where the animals are in relation to if we can get in and get them out in a timely fashion. Yeah, definitely. Um, and kind of talking on that, <clears throat> you know, I know you're you wouldn't consider yourself specifically a farmer, but you've dealt with them enough times as it is. Um, when you go out to these fires and they're happening to these farmers, how? important is it to them to try to save as much as you can do you have like any idea of what like you know the thoughts that they're running through their heads and things like that oh yeah i mean that that's their livelihood i mean that that's their their income for their families that's you know that's all they know really and you know we're trying to be there and we try to help the best that we can it's it's uh it's eye-opening when you're there just depending on uh like time of day and stuff like that you know middle of the night even we've seen it on fires where you know, all these farmers start showing up from around the area and all they're looking to do is for something to do to help um, so it, you know not only are we there just to put the fire out but you got you know how to say between 50 and 100 more farmers showing up from just around the area it's just one big community it all comes together and it tries to help out wherever they can um, so that's, you know, that's a big help to us too because then we can focus on just strictly putting the fire out and, you know, taking care of everything on our end. Yeah, definitely. Since starting at the Farm Bureau, I really uh, got the sense that, you know, each farmer is more part of the community. It's not, you know, you know, each farm is sort of their business, but it's not like normal businesses where they're competing for each other. With farmers, it's more of, you know, an extended part of their family almost. Um, 
So, you know, I definitely think what you're saying is, is very true and it speaks volumes for how much everybody tries to pitch in and help out because, um, you know, I think especially that farmer who's helping out is thinking the same thing. I want this guy to help me, you know, if worst case scenario, same stuff happens to me as well. Right. Yeah. Um, and to talk more about sort of recent activities, um, and I talked to you about this before, um, down in Lancaster County in general, um, it seems like there's this whole remapping, um, and that's kind of really messing up the firehouses. Is there anything that you could talk on that or what's going on with that whole deal? I mean, yeah, I'm not too familiar with uh, everything that's going on, and I don't want to put anything out there that I'm not 100% factual on. So uh, just from my um, point of view, you know, and around our first due and our surrounding areas, you know, it's uh, the first due fire company is generally within a few miles of the the uh, 911 call. And then, you know, in our barn fire assignments, we have... We have at least 12 pieces of apparatus coming just to get started. Just because nine times out of 10, barn fire genuinely going to be an active fire. Um, so we try to have more people coming than we need at the time until we figure out, you know, yeah, it is a fire. We're going to need more people than we'll, you know, get additional resources in or no, you know, it's just a controlled burn that was behind the barn and the caller thought that it was the back of the barn on fire. So we we have, uh, you know, like I said, quite a few fire companies coming to our first, the first initial call. That way you got people coming from every direction of it. Uh, and then, you know, during the daylight uh, here recently, the, the manpower numbers are really dying off you know people are working people are away people with their families and stuff like that so it's better to have more people coming than uh than you think you're gonna need until you figure out otherwise and then like i said you don't always call for more help if you need it and then uh, just go on from there yeah definitely it's better to be safe than sorry and especially in those types of scenarios um and more specific more specifically um we talked about the whole incidents happening in uh, the city of Paradise, Lancaster, um, and I didn't get to tell you about this, but I found out, um, uh, I guess, wherever the firehouse is located in Paradise, there happened to be a fire four doors down. Now, this is what um, a worker with the Attorney General told me. Um, so anyways, their firehouse, four doors down, there was a fire, and I guess with how the mapping worked and things like that, that was technically out of Paradise that house and what happened was paradise fire company wasn't allowed to go to this fire uh what happened to the house um you know he didn't say but you know being that close to it it's sort of like you know you know why wouldn't you be going out to it and things like that and apparently one of the firefighters there was you know kind of looking at and uh was kind of shocking shocking all like what like what's going on here um do you happen to have any thoughts on this? You know, what like personal feelings and things like that? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know exactly what's going on in that area, um, but I do know that, you know, municipalities, a lot of the municipalities around here um, fund their fire department 100%. So if the fire company is doing something that they're, you know, not okay with or 
Uh, let's just say that even the township officials will, you know, make up guidelines or something for them. You know, that could be, uh, you know, one of the circumstances is that, you know, they don't go to certain surrounding areas. You don't really hear too much about it, but obviously something's going on with what you're talking about. Something's um, happening, yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't, like I said, I don't know what, what exactly is going on down there, and I don't want to jump to conclusions mm-hmm. either as to what's happening, but... You know, it's something's wrong and something needs to be fixed. Right. Yeah. There's areas even around here that, you know, the the township line and a borough line. You know, the borough has a firehouse, and the firehouse is half a mile from the the township line, and they don't go over that township line. So, you know, I I don't really know what the circumstances are, or you know, whose train of thought that came from, but obviously is not not what should be happening it, you know everything that we do here in uh in bainbridge is all for the community so we always call the closest fire departments first and then start branching out further and further as we need more um that's that's just for um our conscience being that you know we're getting the closest firefighters and personnel that we need to the scene quickly as possible versus calling you know uh, your your friends run at another firehouse that are ten miles away mm-hmm. versus the three of the firehouses that are six miles away. So, you know, we we stay out of that game and we just we call everybody that's closest first. Think smarter, not harder in that <coughs> situation, definitely. And, and speaking on that, you know, with going to different towns and things like that, could could you run through sort of how how maybe that works for Bainbridge or just in general? You know, like. When is it that you'll got you guys will go to E Town, which is a neighboring city? When will you guys go down towards Columbia yep. and all that stuff? You know. Yep. So generally around our area here, uh, we run mutual aid to um, E Town, uh, Maytown, Marietta, Columbia, Reams, um, and that's all you know the same thing. Um, fires and such. You know, there's they got quite a few firehouses coming just in case, you know, limited staffing during the day, stuff like that, you know, you definitely get something, you know, some fire trucks on the street versus where, you know, if it's just your firehouse on it or your firehouse and one other firehouse, you know, the chances of getting every piece on the street and with adequate manpower is very, very hard to do nowadays. So it's, we always, you know, try to get out and help our surrounding areas because we need that in our time of need as well. Definitely. Um, and now let's switch gears a little bit more. Let's let's go, kind of go back to the whole farm situation um, and talk about preventative maintenance. Um, this might be a little bit more short of an answer, but for fields, is there any type of preventative maintenance that you might possibly be able to do with a field so you don't have a field fire? I mean, unfortunately, it all comes down to uh, Mother Nature that year if we get a lot of rain versus it's a very dry year. I mean, obviously, if we get a lot of rain, chances of a fire are slimmed down versus if it's a drought, you know, you look at the field and it's going to catch on fire. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, there's no real easy way to prevent it um, that I know of. Um, yeah, uh, and that's kind of what I figured too. It always seems like that's one of the 
you just gotta have to hope and pray for that um and the only thing i was thinking of if you, you know someone's having a controlled fire out in the middle of a field and sort of what you already said you know people i think need to pay attention when they're doing those things make sure it's not the driest time of the year right now and you know make sure you control the fire and all those types of things yeah yeah it's all a common sense thing at that point but uh there's quite a few calls that common sense was right out the window and and caused you know the issues as to why we're there and it's you know it's got people got to be mindful of you know yeah they're doing this to benefit them but even though they're benefiting themselves getting rid of some trash or whatever it is you know they just destroyed a couple acres of the farmer's crops or that one time that you know it got into the barn and it burnt the barn down now you know he just he lost a monumental piece of his property and you know he could be out lots of money lots of livestock so it just comes down to people being mindful and paying attention to the weather and going from there yeah it just takes one small spark on a real dry day just to you know create a wildfire yep um i mean we've seen it plenty of times over in you know california with all their dry seasons people go out hiking they do a little fire they don't do the proper uh care to put it out or you know maintain it and you have hundreds and hundreds of acres burning down so you know like you said people just need to be mindful think before they act and that type of thing um and like you said you know some of these barns are people's livelihoods and uh, big monuments and things like that i actually went out recently to a uh, member's farm um and they were showing me around and things like that and they were like that's the oldest barn we got right here and it's um i want to say she's i want to say she said it was close to 100 years old i could be wrong on that but to even to me i could tell i was like wow that it stayed up like that long um, and they told me, you know, all the other burn, barns burned down or got reconstructed and things like that. So it, it obviously happens frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, keeping on the preventative maintenance with barns, what would you suggest to a farmer or anyone who has, you know, an older and newer barn, what they can do to either help stop a fire early or help it from happening at all? I mean, it all comes down to just about every... Um every type of situation rather you know industrial like businesses and stuff like that running you know everybody has preventative maintenance um everybody has you know housekeeping stuff that they do you know keep everything kind of tidied up um and then you know biggest thing too is getting fire extinguishers in areas that you know you farmer has a part of his, his barn that's a shop and he's in there doing welding or uh torch cutting or something like that you know probably a good idea to have fire extinguishers in there and keep you know everything cleaned up specifically in that area with all that going on you know you don't want a random rag laying around that's going to start the fire that burns your barn down so you know it's it's just like everywhere you know the the housekeeping is one of the last things that people do and i get it you know farming's a very busy uh busy job and it, it always gets overlooked but it's one of those things that if you know you take care of it in that moment there's a good chance that down the road it won't cause you any issues yeah i I agree 100 percent and you know like you said a lot of times it's 
it's definitely looked over. I've done it myself before when, you know, you have that safety meeting at work or whatever, and you're like, oh, this is a snooze fest. But, you know, sometimes there are those those key details in there that you got to make sure to pay attention to. That way you can prevent something from ruining your, your livelihood or, you know, uh, your work and things like that. Um, changing gears a little bit here, um, you know, with this... I'll say sort of increase in fires and things like that and I think we talked about this before there's becoming a decrease in uh, firehouses and firefighters in general um, do you have anything that you'd like to speak on that you know do you have any ideas of, of what's sort of going on there I mean uh, the volunteers are dropping off left and right um, all we need is people to do is is to come out and help you know you and not necessarily you don't have to be a firefighter you can come down you can be of active social member which you know you can be part of uh, functions that we have going on at the firehouse fundraising uh, stuff like that you know every little bit helps um, I mean, we, we need a lot more people to step up in our communities and help us you know, it's, it's real easy for people to to say they want to help and then to actually follow through with it um, you know we we try to get people to, to come in and join all the time and it's it's pretty big commitment with all the training and stuff nowadays that you have to go through but it's one of the most rewarding things you could do out there I mean you got a lot of bad calls and then you get a lot of good calls so it's you know it's the name of the game but when you get to save a life it's something you'll never uh, you'll never feel in your life you know so it's definitely rewarding get out there and help your communities um, and if you can talk the younger, you know, kids into it, everybody loves fire trucks, get them down to your local firehouse and get them to get an application and then, you know, start out, go down on some Monday nights when they have training or whatever night they train on and just see what's being done and then they can get you involved and uh, get your training. Then you'd be out there helping somebody with their, you know, worst day of their life. You could be out there and bringing some light to it. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. It's, you know, it's it's definitely a community thing and, you know, trying to bring everyone together. Um, if I had to say anything to people, it's, you know, I and I kind of already said this before, you don't want this to happen to you. So, you know, if you can help someone out. So the uh, sort of the feeling is returned mutually, you know what I mean? So uh, we're pretty much just out here protecting ourselves, you know. Um, as a community and all that good stuff um and this is uh probably my final thought here you know is there if you had to think of anything that maybe the farm bureau can do to help with you guys whether that's advocating uh legislative policy wise do you think anything out there could help firefighters and pa in general uh i think really the only thing that i that comes to mind right now would be um to like come out, you know, reach out to some uh, area fire departments, get out there when they have, you know, say community days or, uh, you know, I know some of the fire companies around the area still have fairs, carnivals, stuff like that, you know, get a stand out there for the Farm Bureau. You can tell them, you know, a little bit about what you guys do. And then you can also work with the fire department at that point, you know, or even after that in later sessions to just, you know, talk to different fire companies and see what they run into on a, on a basis with their area 
and you know see what what their needs or wants you know because I mean everybody has a little bit different different opinion for what needs to be done versus you know what what they think should be done so give you guys a little more of an idea just that you're talking to a variety of um, areas at that point and paint yourself a little better picture as to you know what all is going on around the area yeah definitely and that's what i think it seems like you know we need to help promote each other in sort of a way um because obviously you know pa is a very i'd say a very rural type of state you know we have farms all over the place and uh just wooded areas so um as much as the farmers need us to help advocate for them with policies and things like that um they need you guys tenfold to keep them safe and keep their livelihoods safe so i definitely agree with you there and i think um we should definitely be able to get out there and get talking to some of you guys just to see what's going on um and just for anybody listening too um and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, Travis, but PA is mostly volunteer anyways with firefighters. So, um, you know, these people are putting their time and their lives on the line for, you know, nothing just to, you know, help save everyone out there. Um, so I think it's, you know, it's a great thing. Um, if you get to meet any of the firefighters, I encourage you guys to, you know, thank them and all that type of stuff because you don't want to be that guy in the fire, you know, you want to be thanking them for saving your lives and your livelihoods and whatnot um have any extra thoughts at the end here travis before we uh end our little session here uh, other than getting out there and helping your community that's about all i got you know go down to your local firehouse see what what for needs they need and uh get yourself an application and, and help out wherever you can awesome i appreciate you coming here travis again uh We are here with Travis Laverty from the Bainbridge Fire Company, and I hope you guys enjoyed today. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode of Farm Focus, please subscribe. More episodes are on the way, and all of our past episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on Podbean at pfbcast.podbean.com. Thanks for listening.